Howdy, and welcome to another episode of Young Gunners from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. We cut through the noise and discuss practical tips and challenges facing new attorneys in Texas and the United States. In this special law student episode, I'm your host, Taylor Wynn. I'm a third-year law student at Texas A&M University School of Law and currently serve as a law student liaison to the Texas Young Lawyers Association. I'm joined today by Cash Barker and Jared Azapardi, classmates of mine at Texas A&M, who are here to discuss with us law review and journals at law school. Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. Thank you for having us. Good. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, So why don't y'all introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about how you got to law school and how you got involved in uh, law review here at the school. I'll go first. My name is Jared Azapardi. I'm a third-year law student here at Texas A&M. I went to Texas A&M and College Station for undergrad, and uh, going to Texas A&M's newly acquired law school just seemed like a natural transition, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, After my first year of law school, I uh, graded onto Law Review, which I think we'll talk about here in a minute, the process for getting onto Law Review. Uh, And since then, I have been appointed the executive editor for this year's um, volume of the Law Review. My name is Cash Barker. I'm also a 3L here at Texas A&M. I originally went to Texas Tech as an undergraduate and studied agricultural applied economics and agribusiness. Um, I just kind of shopped around for law schools, and A&M seemed like a really good fit for me, and it definitely has with the small and community um, focus. It really appealed to me and you know my sensibilities. So I went into um, the law review as well. I wrote on my 2L summer, 1L summer, and... I have been appointed the symposium editor for the Law Review. Awesome. So um, for our listeners who don't understand, can y'all kind of explain um, what the grade-on process is and what the write-on process is? Sure. So A&M is one of the few schools that actually allows students to grade on to a journal. Um, At A&M, we actually have two journals. We have the Texas A&M Law Review and the Texas A&M Journal of Property Law. And at A&M, if you're in the top 10%, you automatically grade onto, meaning you automatically receive membership to Texas A&M Law Review. And if you're in the top 20%, you will receive an offer to the uh, to join the Texas A&M Journal of Property Law. Uh, most schools, I believe, uh, these days just do a strict write-on process. Uh, but A&M, for whatever reason, still maintains this grade-on process, which is... Um, you know, it's it's nice for those students that are in the top ten or top twenty percent because they don't have to go through the grade on process, which we'll we'll describe here in a minute uh, during that summer between their first and second year. But I definitely think that there are some advantages to uh, to writing on that the grade on students don't have. And when we discuss the the actual uh, write on process, I'll I'll highlight some of those. But once you're a member, it it doesn't matter how you got there everybody's treated the same or at least we we try to treat everybody the same and uh so it's just there there are two ways but in the end it's it's the same result you're a member of of a journal yeah in short i know we're going to be talking about this a little bit more um going through the write-on process in between my 1l and 2l years 
I kind of got a glimpse of how um, a staff editor and their duties look like um, within that week period. You do very similar tasks and responsibilities that a staff editor as a 2L will have here at the Texas A&M Law Review. So that was nice because I went in with the knowledge and some experience as to what was going to be asked of us for the following year. So as far as this write-on process goes, is there a specific assignment that you had to complete? How do, how do you write on to the Law Review? Sure. So as executive editor for this year's volume of the Law Review, I actually was in charge of administering the write-on process this last summer for the, uh, the rising 2L students that wanted to become members of our organization. So the, the write-on is comprised of two components. There's a case note component and a technical edit component. The case note requires the competitors to analyze a recent court opinion selected by the write-on committee. Uh, this component tests the student's ability to write and is graded uh, with an emphasis on form over substance. There is really no right answer to the case note portion because it asks whether or not you agree with the court's opinion and why or why not. So it's really and truly a test of how well a student writes, uh, his, his ability to analyze different uh, court opinions and be able to analogize them or distinguish them. The technical edit component of the write-on process requires the competitors redraft incorrect citations. So we give them a list of, of citations that are from an article that we are already publishing. Our committee goes through and kind of messes those citations up and makes them incorrect and then creates a rubric to see how well the students are able to identify the errors and how well they are uh, how well they are able to correct those errors and then these two components are graded together through a blind through a blind process much like your law school exams are graded uh, we assign anonymous id numbers to everybody's submission and the three l members of those journals both law review and the property journal uh, we'll grade them using the rubrics that the write-on committee has created. And from that, we will use the final scores to determine who we offer membership to. Uh, it's a very extensive process on both sides of the ball. From a competitor standpoint, uh, it takes about 10 days to complete the write-on competition. It is time, so you only have, for Texas A&M, you only have 10 days to complete it. But also from a from an administrative standpoint, it's it's difficult for the the board members and the 3L staffers that are grading this because you have to grade all of these case notes three times by three different people. And so it's, it's, a, it's a long process, but it's one that I think really ensures that we have the best of the best on both journals and representing not only the school really well, but also just the future of, of the legal community really well. Absolutely. So it's challenging enough to, to get to be a member of, of the Law Review or, or another journal, but the work doesn't stop there. You know, you, you have to continue working after that. So uh, if you could, just talk to us a little bit about 2L year and, and the responsibilities associated with being a member. Yeah, so being a 2L member, like I said, a lot of the things that you do on the write-on process get replicated but are in much more uh, formal and or intensive so one of the things that you do is we get articles um, that we put in our publication and they're going to be from 
either law students or professors or professionals in the field. And what we do with those is we go through, we do the technical edits, we do the blue book citations, we make sure that everything conforms to um, what the legal writing standard would be or the blue book standard would be. And as well as we have some of our own in-house uh, grammatical and stylistic formats that we like to keep with our publication. And so as a 2L member, you will be doing those. You will be reading through those. Y'all are the first line of defense on uh, making sure that we have a product that's going to go out the way we want and intend it to be done, um, as well as you're writing a case note. And the case note um, is something that you're going to have to um, create on your own. It's typically a legal issue, whether it be a recent Supreme Court case or something with the law that has some vagueness to it and hasn't really been researched further. Um, you're going to take that and make a paper that's typically between, uh, I don't know, like 20 or 30 pages, which is kind of evens out to 6,000 to 10,000 words. And this will be, um, for our school, it is our rigorous writing requirement. And for other schools, it's just a, it's your submission to possibly getting published. So those are the two main components that you're going to be dealing with, at least in your 2L year. And then you can t obviously take on more um, as you go into your 3L. So a big component of being a 2L member is obviously the technical edits that that we have to perform on articles that are submitted to us for publication by people outside of the school. A lot of the times we'll get articles from uh, professors at other schools, practitioners, judges, really anybody that we even have some from, from non-lawyers and people that are, that are professors outside the, the legal community. But these are articles that, that touch on the law and that they want published in a law journal, and we have to go through and edit them to make sure that they conform with our standards as a publication, as well as just the, the generally accepted legal standards for, for, legally, for legal scholarly work. Uh, that's a big component of it. That's what, what the business of a law journal really is. But the thing that you spend the most amount of your time on as a 2L member, and the thing that you always get asked about, I feel like after you've been a 2L member, is your case note that you write on, your, your article that you write um, as a 2L member. You get to choose your own topic. It's usually something within the, the legal world, as, as Cash um, kind of talked about. But that is something that no matter where you are, how long you've been out of law school, whether you're interviewing for OCIs or you're interviewing for your third firm after you've graduated, they will always ask, if they see on your resume that you were a member of, of a journal, what was your article on? What did you write about? Exactly. It's something that's just an instant connection with lawyers that have been on a journal before. It's it's kind of a shared misery almost. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you commiserate over it because you spend so much time on it. That's right. It's 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 not something that you just crank out, um, you know, in, in a weekend. It takes several several months of research and writing and editing and editing. And at the end of the day, you hope that it gets published. Um, we've had several of our students that will be published in our own law review, and we've had several that have uh, taken their article to other journals and are getting published. So it's. It's a really cool deal, and if you get published, I mean, it's it's great if you want to be a professor because it shows that you've already been published, and right. it's 
It's just a good way to get your foot in the door for future publications if you can say, I've been published before. I was published as a student. Right. So once you get through your 2L year, um, what does your 3L year look like? So it it differs. Um, There are really two paths that you can take for your third year. You can decide to run for a a board position, or you can just remain a staffer. At A&M, once you've written your article over your 2L year, you don't have to write another article. So a lot of our 3L staff members spend their time doing edits, uh, attending events that Law Review puts on, So there's not really a writing component to being a 3L member, but you still have to do the editing portion and making sure that what we are publishing meets our standards. Now, if you choose to go the board direction, which Cash and I both um, elected to go that way, there's a process for applying to be on the board at Texas A&M. The current board will select the next year's board. So you submit an application, you go through an interview process with the entire board, and they deliberate and they they um, elect, or, or I guess they do vote, so they, they elect who's going to be the next board. Um, and that's, you know, the, the, there are benefits to being on the board. There are benefits to not being on the board. Um, but I have enjoyed being on the board. I'm Like I said, I'm the executive editor, and Cash is the symposium editor. So we've got, we have been able to do a lot of really cool things, and it's certainly something that can go on our resume and, and I think looks good. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is being a board member with such a new law review is that we have been able to take some steps that we're looking very forward, like five years, ten years down the road. We're really trying to set the foundation for our law review to remain successful, to keep rising in the ranks and things like that. So um, both Jared and I have positions that are very outward facing so as a symposium editor, I put together a um, event every year. It's typically on agriculture, given A&M's background and um, the trust that provides the money for that event. And we do um, either a small topic or a wide variety of topics in the agricultural and natural resource law area. And what our goal is, is to reach out to practitioners and to people in the field that are interested in these areas and get them involved with the school and get them the knowledge and the tools that they need so that way they can, you know, continue what they need to do. And it allows us to bridge that connection over, you know, academics and things like that because we do provide CLE credits at these events. Um, so that's kind of what we do on our end. Now, as a 3L staffer, um, you don't have to write the note, as Jared said. One of the things that I think that a lot of the 3Ls do is they, they're they kind of the, um, the link between the, the board and the 2L members because these are people that have experience. These are people that you can go to. I remember... I had an article my 2L year that I was editing, and it was in Mandarin Chinese. had no idea what to look for and where to find this in the library. And luckily, I happened to stumble into a 3L staffer and kind of got their thoughts on it and was able to find what I needed, and I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. So, um, you know, yes, you don't have to write a note, but you're kind of – you're still in a leadership position. You, You have way more experience, obviously, 
and you kind of help run and grease the gears of the law review that otherwise me and Jared don't have time to do or aren't aware of because of, you know, sometimes the disparities between the two L's and three L's in law review. Right. So you still have to operate as that team, one unit to, to put forward a good product. Um, a lot of the stuff you desi- uh, describe sounds very time-consuming. Um, sounds like you're very busy. I remember seeing both of you two all year and how busy y'all were. So, <laughs> could y'all uh, talk a little bit about the time commitment and, and the effect that has on you know your social life, um, your ability to participate in student organizations, have jobs, things like that. I mean, I think as this, this as is the same with any part of being a law student law review or law journal is very time consuming Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that it's a good way to prepare you for practice because while you still have deadlines on the law review you still have to maintain your studies you still have exams and midterms that that come up and so you can't neglect one for the other just like when you're in practice you can't neglect one client over another so it's a good way to get a to get some experience balancing multiple time commitments. Uh, one of the benefits, however, of being on law reviews, while it does take a lot of time, you do get credit hours for it. Mm. So, you know, for as a regular staff member at Texas A&M, you get one credit hour. Uh, as a board member, you get two credit hours for each semester that you're on law review. So that certainly helps give you an immediate benefit to being on law review. It makes you feel better about spending all that time when you're when you're getting you know some hours out of the way, but there are also other benefits that are long term, and I think that the, the the biggest one is just being able to put that on your resume, uh, whether that you know whether that comes into play for OCIs or it comes into play in future job mm-hmm. uh, interviews, but it's something that all lawyers whether or not they were on a journal understand it's a big commitment mm-hmm. if you're not on if you if you weren't on a journal you knew somebody that was and you realized that they they worked there. you see your classmates going through exactly it. they worked pretty hard so you you've got that understanding and i think it just shows an employer that i have the ability to manage my time well i am a good writer and i'm somebody that can take initiative because i went and found my own topic to write my article on mm-hmm did the research myself and got it across the goal line. And if you got published, that's even better because law firms love to be able to put on your bio that you were a published <laughs> student. So there's, there's, there's multiple benefits and there's different layers of benefits. Um, being on, you know, the board certainly has great benefits. It, it shows that not only were you able to do all the things that every other staff member was able to do, but you were also able to lead the organization and hopefully uh, make the organization better than it was when you found it. Yeah, absolutely. I think another great thing with Law Review that um, it's one of those intangibles that you get to refine your researching skills. And by doing your case note, by being immersed in all these different articles that you do, you're getting so much more experience with how to research very narrow topics, very difficult topics, and where to look um, what you otherwise wouldn't get out of the classroom. It's, it's very practical. And I think that with that, 
it goes along with having that, you know, almost a rubber stamp on your resume that you were on law review. So not only are you a good writer, but you're also a good researcher, which you need that in your first few years of, you know, being out and practice because you don't know a whole lot, but you're going to be able to find out quickly what you need to know. And, you know, you don't waste your employer's time or the client's time. I think another great um, attribute with law review is that you do have to manage your time and you also have to be very cognizant of what time you're spending. So at A&M, you do get credit hours, but the way you get those credit hours is you meet um, the 50 hour or the 100 hour time requirement for that semester. And this one, you have to you know be accountable of your time and you know know exactly what you're doing and for how much time and you can't skimp on it. You can't um, guesswork or anything like that. It has to be accurate, just like if you were in practice. And I think that's yes, just a it. Cool certainly, thing. it certainly gets you in the mindset for keeping time <laughs> uh, at your clerkships and and then in practice too. I mean, if you have to keep track of the amount of hours that you spend on a topic and provide a detailed description to the person that's approving those hours so that you get a credit hour to graduate. Right. Uh, you know, it's certainly a good a good practice run for, mm-hmm. for keeping time in private practice. Right. And to circle back for me, when I was going through both um, my first year in law review and now as a, an executive editor, I've worked – and I've been a part of a few other um, groups and um, actually have had a couple of research positions that I've done during the time period. And, yes, it's very tough. Um, I have to be very mindful of my time. And I'm recently married, too, so I have to be um, cognizant of that as well. And it's very doable. It's, not, it's certainly not something that um, I would tell people to avoid. I think if you are able to be true to yourself and understand that if you can make those time commitments and be able to expend the amount of time needed in each of those areas to be successful, I say go for it because you get a lot of different experiences. I'm glad that I do it looking back now. There's times I definitely wish I hadn't because it it would get swamped, but you know, you work through those and you know, I I think I'm a better person for it. So um, it's definitely a big time commitment, but life is a huge time commitment. It's very true. All right. To, to finish off, if you had one piece of advice to uh, a 1L who's thinking about law review, to a potential law student who has heard about law review, what would you tell them about joining a journal or the law review? As with anything, grades are probably the most important thing. Um, whether or not you're at a school that allows you to grade on or you're at a school that does strictly a write-on process, there's still a grade threshold that you have to meet after your first year to be considered for the write-on. At Texas A&M, it's the top 50%. But, you know, while I say grades are important, I don't just mean that having that number on your transcript or that letter on your transcript is important. It's also important that you pay attention and you do well in your legal writing courses your first year because those prepare you for journal membership more than anything else. So if you're interested in, in joining a journal, my advice is really twofold. One, do it. But make sure you get the good grades your first year and, and keep those maintain those grades throughout your membership. Because without the grades, you know, your your membership on journal is not really going to help you get a job. So you really kind of need both of them. Yeah, I mean, just to echo, I think that if there's any class that um, you should t- spend more time on in your first year, it's 
your legal writing class, and that is because it's the foundation for you to be able to write as a lawyer going into your practice, and it's how you're going to produce works to show future employers or show people on Law Review or wherever you might be applying to that you have the capabilities of writing persuasively in the legal style as well as the very technical and um, it's you know it's a completely different world with citations it's just not something you'll see elsewhere and every lawyer will have to use citations one way or another um, whether you're writing research or whether you're putting it into a case briefing it's going to be something you're going to have to deal with so uh, definitely take the time and do your due diligence in that class. And yes, grades are very important. Um, I was right on the edge when I was going through and, you know, I was kicking myself for having to write on here. But like I said, you do get a lot of experience going through the write on process and it's very common in other law schools to do it. And it kind of just prepares you for what you're about to go into. And it helped me kind of get my brain geared to what I was going to be expected of. So um, definitely those two things together will get you a really nice um, setup for when you do start looking for jobs in uh, your 3L or your 2L year. So Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much. I know y'all are both very diligent with your studies and, and very involved at the school. So thank you for taking time. Uh, you know, a half hour out of your day to come speak with our listeners. I know that y'all have given some some great advice, and I know they'll appreciate it. And uh, to all of you who are listening, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Young Gunners from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. If you like our show and you want to check out other episodes, they're available on our website, uh, tyla.org, and wherever else you might get your podcasts. If you have a topic you want to hear about, feel free to email us at tyla at texasbar.com or send us a tweet at TexYoungLawyers using the hashtag YoungGunners. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We hope to see you back here for another episode.